Metu Neter Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tehuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 23, Underlying Principles of the Practice of Meditations and Rituals. Beginning at the bottom of page 387. Breathing and the Internalization of Consciousness. It is obvious from the preceding material that if we are restraining the outbreath, the overall rate of breathing will slow down. And it is the rate at which we breathe that controls whether our consciousness is externalized or internalized. When we are concentrating on a thought, we automatically hold our breath. This is as instinctive, this is an instinctive act to withdraw the consciousness from the external plane to focus in it, the mental plane. In addition, it helps to slow down thought activity. Marksmen, golf players, basketball players, pitchers instinctively hold their breath as they concentrate on focusing in on the mark. When we find it difficult to stay awake, we get fresh air or walk about to get the lungs working more. Normally, the adult breathes an average of 18 breaths per minute when subjected to very light activity or seated at rest. When we are concentrating heavily on a subject, our rate of breathing automatically drops to about nine breaths per minute. Now we may have noticed that usually protracted concentration work readily runs into the state of sleepiness. This is due to the diminished intake of air. Now to induce trance, the mediator lowers the rate of breathing to seven and a half breaths per minute or six to 4.5 or three. Each rate tunes us into a different level of consciousness. It is important to note that all the books on meditation that instruct the breather, instruct to breathe slower betray that the author lacks mastery of the subject. The harmonics of breathing. All things vibrate, including the human spirit and body, and each thing vibrates to a specific key. The vibrating mechanism of the human body and the breathing is the breathing system. When we are seated at rest, the spirit vibrates at 18 waves per minute. Comparing the clinic cyclical values of our respiratory and circulatory systems with that of the solar system yields some very revealing facts. Let's begin with the fact that there is a one to four ratio between our breathing and pulse rates and the rate of Earth's rotation and the time it takes to rotate. A good meditation objective would be to see if the one-fourth relationship between our breathing and pulsating rate was determined by the clocking mechanism that controls the Earth's rotation around its axis. The average rate of breaths per average rate of 18 breaths per minute equals 25 1920 breaths a day. This figure, 25,920, corresponds to the number of years it takes the North Pole to trace a complete circle in the heavens in its 
processional movement. The significance of this relationship has been known for thousands of years, although its true meaning has been lost to all authors since the destruction of the Temple of Luxor. The knowledge of the harmonics of breathing survives veiled in the Hindu allegory of the yugas and Claydon sacred cycles of the sorrows and naros. According to the Hindu allegory, man has not always behaved as he currently does. There was a time when all men were honest and truthful. This was during the first four stages, four ages, in which the history of mankind is divided. This age was called the Golden Age of Krita Yuga, or Satya Yuga, Satya Truth Honesty, and lasted for 1,728,000 years. It was followed by other ages in which man's goodness and power degenerated by degrees. Following the Golden Age was the Silver Age known as the Trita Yuga. It lasted 1,296,000. This was followed by the Copper Age called Vapra Yuga and lasted 864,000 years. The last age in which we are now living supposedly started in 3150 BC with the death of Lord Krishna is the Iron Stage, which is known as Kali Yuga and will last for 432,000 years. Together, they add up to a Great Period or Maha Yuga, 4,320,000 years. Most books on Hindu culture simply mention this allegory or unprovable scientific fact that leave it at that. Now, if we compare these cycles to those of the solar system, we discover some startling correspondences. It was said earlier that the North Pole describes a complete cycle backward through the zodiac in a period of 25,290 years. It moves at a rate of one degree each 72 years, the number of our pulses per minute, by the way. As there are 30 degrees in a zodiacal sign or age, it takes 2,160 years to span a sign. As there are 12 signs in the zodiac, it takes 25,920 years to span the 12 signs of the zodiac. The key figures here are the period of 25,000 920 years and the 12 signs of the zodiac. The division of the period 25,920 years by the 12 zodiacal signs and its factors. We get the following. 25,920 divided by 12 equals 2,160 divided by 6 equals 4,320 divided by 4 equals 6,480, divided by 3 equals 8,640, 
divided by 2 equals 12,960, divided by 1 equals 25,920. The length of ages, 432,000 is the Kali Yuga, 4,320,000 is the Maha Yuga, 864,000 is the Devapara Yuga, and 1,296,000 is the Treta Yuga. The missing age, Krita, K-R-I-T-A, is 4 times 4,320 times 100, which equals 1,728,000. The figures resulting from the division of 25,920 by 12 and its factors follow the overtone or harmonics of musical tones. When we strike a tone, although we only hear one tone, it is a synthesis of itself in a series of overtones that it generates. We can chart this as follows. Let's say that we strike a note that vibrates at the rate of 2,160 waves per second. And let's say that the note is C. Then we get the following. And then there's a three column table with column headings, note, vibration, and division. And each row reads, note C, vibration rate 2,160, division 1 to 1. Note C, vibration 4,320, division 1 to 2. Note G, vibration 6,480, division 1, 3. 1 of 3. Note C, 8,640, division 1, 4. Note E, vibration 10,800, division 1, 5. Note G, vibration 12,960, division 1, 6. Note G, 25,920, division 1, 12. Note, the one-fifth interval, the third of the triad introduces the emotional factor in musical harmonics. In other words, when we strike C at 2160 vibrations per second, what we actually hear is a fusion of its C with the eight with the C eight notes above the G above the preceding C, the following C and the following E, the following G and the G in octave above. There are other overtones that are generated between the 1 6th and the 1 12th divisions, but the principle discussed here is limited to the tones that define the tone, the unison, third, fifth, and octave. The third column labeled division prefers to the subdivisions that every vibrating medium goes through in producing a tone in its overtone. For example, the C at 2160 is produced by the vibration of the full length of the string. Simultaneously, the string is vibrating at one halves of its length, twice as fast to produce the C an octave above. It also subdivides itself by thirds to produce the G at 6480. Another point to note is the division of the string produces a series of notes 
one divided by two, one divided by three, divided by four, divided by five, divided by six, and divided by 12, seven in all. Applying the harmonics to the, bre to the breath, we get the following. And then there is a five column table with headings, note, vibration rate, division, breaths per minute, and the yugas. So you have the first note, C, vibration, 2160, division one of one, breaths per minute, one, yugas, maha, and so forth. C, vibration, 4320, division one, two, breaths per minute, three, yugas, satya. Note G, 6480, division one of three, breaths per minute, four and a half, yugas, trita. Note C, vibration rate 8460, division one of four, breaths per minute six, yugas, dwapa, ra. Note E, vibration 10,800, division one of five, breaths per minute seven and a half, yugas, japa, point. Note G, 12,960, 12, division one of six, Breaths per minute, nine, yugas, bala, rama, point. Note G, vibration, 25,920, division out of 112. Breaths per minute, 18, yugas, kali, yuga. 18 breaths, six plus six plus six, 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 the beast, kali, yuga. Above, I have given the proper allocation of the yugas to the rate of breathing. From all the above facts, we can begin to understand that the periods measuring the yugas are really key ratios in the human breathing cycle. An average of 18 breaths per minute yields 25,920 breaths per day, nine per minute equals 12,960, seven and a half, which equals 10,800 and so on. Students of spiritual science will recognize all of these numbers as the so-called sacred numbers spoken in many texts, but never has any practical eludication about them being given. The data regarding the so-called equalities of men that lived in each yuga are allegories for the effect that each of each rate of breathing sustained through meditation has upon the person. If we average one breath per minute, we will make contact with our divine nature. At such a slow rate, we would succumb to the grand slumber that the Vishnu is said to enjoy the Maha Yuga. At three breaths per minute, although processing processes stop and we attain to Satya, this is the ability to intuit all knowledge. Constant meditation at this pace will heal the body and prolong life. In addition, we will also activate the Kira power that will enable us to attain whatever we desire in the world. Four and a half breaths per minute will place us in the Titra Yuga state. Although intuition does not function perfectly at this pace, as thoughts can still intrude, understanding of spiritual truths is very high when we are waking we are when we are in waking trance at this rate of breathing. This is the characteristic of the men at the silver age. Six breaths per minute will place us in the 
Dwapara Yuga stage that is excellent for learning material facts. Seven and a half breaths per minute is the rate for performing japa. In this practice, a rosary of 808 beads is used to keep track of the count, which is invariably placed at 108, 10, 1080, 10,800, etc. This, is pra- this practice is caused by the unfortunate failure to understand the connection of the number 10,800 with japa. It is the key to the rate of breathing at which japa is effective. Once you are in trance, it matters not if you repeated the mantra once or 10,000 times. Once trance is achieved, the power of the mantra is awakened. Nine breaths per minute corresponds to the rate at which we must breathe when performing hatha, yoga, ansanas. It is excellent for strengthening the body and correcting certain infirmities. Bala Rama, to which this rate corresponds, is the Hindu Hercules. 18 breaths per minute is the rate at which we are very externalized and fully subject to the domination of thoughts and emotions. It is therefore the number at which the beast, animal soul, within us lives and does its thing. 18 equals 666, 6 plus 6 plus 6. To control it and transcend it, all we have to do is to deny it of its breath. It is as simple as that. Some scholar may, no doubt, take exception to this interpretation of the yugas, but they they should ponder the fact that there is nothing in the word yugas that means in age the true name for which it is kalpa yugas is a variant of yoga and clearly has to do with the meditation process and as for as and as for as i know clearly has to do with the as for as i know this is the only valuable information that has ever been given to the yugas The author received this insight into the yugas from one of his ancestors. Otherwise, it has always been introduced as an odd curiosity. Here we find that it is the key to a most, here it is the key to a most unknown important factor in meditation. We just don't simply breathe slower. Slowing down the breath over an extended period should not be taken lightly as the respiratory mechanism is at the center of the body's and the spirit's rhythmical equilibrium. We must breathe at a rate at which stability can be maintained. Guided by the harmonic progression we find that breathing will be best stabilized will best stabilize itself at the 1 2 1 and 4 1 and 6 and 1 and 12 divisions these are the tonic and dominant tones in the harmonic series we must note that the third the 1 5th division does not arise when we apply the division by 12 and its factors 
The exclusion of the third in this matter will be clearly understood by music the theoreticians. Here ends the reading on page 393. We are in one of the final chapters, chapter 23, Underlying Principles of the Practice of Meditation and Rituals. Actually, I'm going to conclude chapter 23. So beginning on page 393, Breathing and Wakefulness. We have seen that reducing the rate of breathing brings on sleepiness. We may wonder how then is it that meditation leads us to a greater degree of wakefulness. The compensation of the reduced rate of breathing is in the increase in the amount of breath taken in. We must remember that the tension in the lower abdomen is another contributing factor. There is a small illustration showing the breathing capacity with a table showing six columns. The column headings um, has ML, total, nor normal, meditation, limits, upper, lower. And then there are uh, numbers in the row under mil or ML, 5,700, 2,800, 2,300. 1200 and zero and then there are arrows within each column uh, diagraphing or graphing um, according to those numbers from this chart we can see that although the total capacity of the lungs is 5700 milliliters or ml we normally take in and expel 500 mil between 2300 and 2800. We don't take in all the oxygen that we can and neither do we expel all the carbon dioxide in the lungs. Of course, as we can see, it is impossible to breathe in to the full capacity as there is an upper limit at about 2900 mil. Neither can we expel all of the carbon dioxide as there is a lower limit at 1200 mil, but we can certainly take in more than 500 mil than we normally do. This shallow everyday breathing is the cause of our health problems, failure to perform to our mental optimum and to develop spiritually. When we meditate or exercise rig vigorously, we normally take in up to 700 1700 mil between 1200 and 2900 mil the difference between exercising and meditation meditating is of course the rate of breathing and the fact that in meditation the vast amount of oxygen taken in goes to energize the spirit while in exercising it is expended in muscular activity meditation is to the spirit what exercising is to the body do you exercise your spirit daily? Do you realize the consequences of not keeping the body in shape? The spirit in shape. The 1200 mil of air taken in is expelled above the normal 500. During meditation has the effect of fully waking us up. And this is one of the most important distinguishing factors of meditation. 
With meditation proficiency, we can come to realize that our normal state of being awake is not one of the full wakefulness. In this state, there is a blend of thought direction. Clear perception with rev- will reveal that we dream while we are awake and while we are asleep. It is this thought drift, dreaming activity that leads consciousness astray and astray in its attempt to follow a trend of thought to its logical end or to substitute symbols to stand in for the realities that the self is trying to gain knowledge of. The combination of this tension exerted at the lower abdomen with the increased intake and expulsion of air fully awakens us, thus putting a stop to the parade of thoughts, dreaming, dream activity. In other words, the sphere of wakefulness mind is emptied of thoughts. In this state, we can one, look directly into the nature of things and reality, or two, think string thoughts with each other logically and analogically, synthetical thinking, without losing our concentration, or three, concentrate our attention on words of power and their vessels, images, or four, experience the reality of ourself and the formless, unmanifested reality. Rituals. While meditation deals with the manipulation of the focus of consciousness so as to effectively put the will in communication with the life force, ritual deals with the means of effectively directing the life force to the intended objective once it has been united to the will. Incidentally, this union of the will with its life force is the other side of the coin of the definition of yoga. The other side is the unification of our identity with our true self. Ritual is thus the process of programming or deprogramming the spirit to manifest desirable effects in our lives. The assumption of responsibility for the conditioned state of our spirit, what we like, what we can do, how we feel, how we spontaneously react to situations, etc., is the foundation of spiritual work. Ultimately, If you do not know this, you have no knowledge of spirituality. And if you do not know how to control the conditioned states of your spirit, you are not living spiritually. In spite your wealth of spiritual information, you would not be in control of your behavior and, of course, of your life. Mm. The principles of ritual are based on the reality that Ra, the life force, does not respond to the meaning of words meaning the practice of hypnosis and auto-suggestion, which seem to contradict this. But it is the key for understanding the so-called differences in hypnotic susceptibility between people. The most susceptible individuals are better able to translate verbal information into images and sensations. It is an energy system and thus responds to the force and forms In place of ideas, it is directed through words of power, colors, odors, images, electromagnetic forces, etc. In fact, the specific effect of each color, sound, odor, etc. upon the life force has been identified, cataloged, and cross-referenced by black scientists. In every, in very much the same manner, has been done with the chemical elements, for example, the Heka gang 
one of the 50 matrices of Kephara belongs to the heart psychic center is orange and excites the life force to remove obstructions. Tang belongs to the heart center is a brilliant yellow and awakens the healing model T of the life force. Behang belongs to the navel center is orange and awakens Ra's power to destroy evil spirits and so on. The effects of the electromagnetic radiations of plants, gems, colors, odor, etc. have been similarly cataloged. In past chapters, the correspondences of the deities to gems, colors, oils, baths, etc. were given. These are to be used in association with the meditations and carrying out the Het Heru ritual. You should wear green or green and yellow, use sandalwood incense in oil or rose, etc. before the meditation. A bath composed of infusion of spearmint, yellow roses, culantro, sandalwood, oil, and so on will help to change your aura, the electromagnetic radiation from your body to that of the deity. As the first 8 and 15th hours of Friday during the waxing moon are the times of the week when, our, when her vibrations are strongest, it is auspicious to do her rituals then. The energy generated during the ritual can be captured in a gem, ring, bracelet, necklace, etc. appropriate to the deity, white coral for Het Heru, ruby for Heru, etc., or leaves of associated plants, see chapter 19, which can be carried somewhere on your person. In this manner, the effect of meditation is made to last much longer or is re-rendered portable. Or is rendered portable. In relationship to these rituals, aids a special comment must be made about oils. If their use is fully restricted to ritual purposes, you will discover them in very potent forces. For example, I restrict the use of honeysuckle oil to the Het Heru meditation for improving my finances and to achieve success in my goal. When I find myself in a similar situation in the future, it would not be necessary for me to repeat the entire process, but just putting the oil or imaging its or imagining its scent and mentally chanting the Heka, the forces that were cultivated through the meditation will be aroused even though I am not in trance at the moment. This cannot be done if you are using the oils non-ritualistically, i.e. to smell good, etc. And here ends the reading of chapter 23.